It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. Industrialized, militarized, so-called societies aren't the first to collapse in the planet's history, but we will be the last in any time frame that matters. Civilizations die in familiar patterns. They exhaust natural resources. They spawn parasitic elites who loot, pillage, plunder, and pollute the institutions and systems that make a complex society possible in the first place. They engage in feudal and self-defeating wars, and then the rot sets in. The great urban centers die first, falling into irreversible decay. Central authority unravels. Mad Max comes next. On this theme, consider this headline last week from aljazeera.com. How great is the threat of nuclear war? It's much greater than most know. Will the controllers orchestrate a nuclear exchange in the desperate and deadly attempt to trigger a nuclear winter? We'll soon enough find out. And then there's the 440 nuclear power plant ticking time bombs. When will they go off? And Japan is so desperate for power to run their air conditioners because of the scorching heat that's occurring there that they're going to restart already retired, worn-out reactors. What a great idea. Nuclear annihilation from every conceivable direction. We're going to blaze through as many breaking bad news headlines in this broadcast as we possibly can in the next hour, and there are many. Next, heat wave in China is the most severe ever recorded in the world. But the rest of the world is hardly exempt, as any who are even slightly awake now know. Weather warfare is being waged on populations all over the world. Question, is it nation against nation? Or is the rabbit hole much, much deeper and darker? Stay tuned. Climate change could push flood damage to $3 billion a year in western U.S., new study states. First, not just climate change. Abrupt climate collapse. Next, climate intervention is core to the equation. No official source dares even mention this subject. And lastly, no need to worry about the billions in losses. It won't matter. If we remain on the current course, we won't be here. This conclusion isn't speculation. It's a statistical certainty, short of a complete change of direction by the human race, which doesn't appear likely at this point, does it? And above it all, climate engineering rages on in our skies. On that note, this new article from last week. From Fizz.org and numerous other science sources, here's the title. Scientists evaluate earth cooling strategies with geoengineering simulations. Guess who's the author of this article? None other than Dr. Douglas McMartin from Cornell University in New York, the individual that I am personally suing. And how serendipitous it is for him to come out with this article this week because we are days away from filing our appeal in the Ninth Circuit Courts. Because the justice system, or lack of justice, in this case, has tried to put this lawsuit in a closet and tried to tell us, don't call us, we'll call you, we'll get back to you someday. That's not justice. We will post a copy of our appeal to the Ninth Circuit Court, trying to hold Dr. Douglas McMartin accountable for what he did to trigger Facebook into censoring all geoengineeringwatch.org material, including the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming. 
What proof did Dr. McMartin offer as the basis for his actions? Climate engineering isn't happening because he says so. Let me continue with this article, and then I'll tell you where you can listen to a debate, on-air debate that occurred years ago between myself and Dr. McMartin. You can listen to the entire debate, and I encourage everyone to do so. You will get an idea of what the climate science community, so-called climate science community, is actually about, and especially the so-called geoengineering community that pretends what's happening isn't happening. First, this is the article from last week. It states, solar radiation modification, or solar geoengineering, again, semantics, a common tactic for those who try to confuse the facts on this issue. The report states, is a potential climate change mitigation strategy that involves injecting sulfate aerosols into the stratosphere. So more sunlight bounces off the Earth's atmosphere. The McMartin report then states, quote, even if we can act aggressively in climate change, it will still get worse. Again, that's from the report's lead author, Doug McMartin, Cornell University, New York. He continues, while cooling the climate with the help of a known pollutant could reduce some of the impacts from climate change, it would also have other effects, you think, from precipitation shifts to acid rain, leading to trade-offs that remain unclear. He continues, solar radiation modification is still theoretical. Statement from McMartin, for starters, it would require a small fleet of specialized high-flying aircraft, and none currently exists, he says, with the ability to deliver an adequate payload to the stratosphere. Remember those statements. I'm going to play a short clip in a moment, 120-second clip, and you'll get an idea of what's on that debate between myself and Dr. McMartin. Again, Douglas McMartin, Cornell University, New York. Here's a very short excerpt audio from the report titled, Debating the Geoengineering Reality, Dane Wigington and Caltech scientist Douglas McMartin. He works for Caltech as well, by the way. Here it is. A is to put a small amount of reflective droplets or particles, referred to as aerosols, very, very high up into the atmosphere, into the stratosphere, uh, and they would reflect a little bit of sunlight away. The reason I can say nobody's doing that is, first of all, nobody's even capable of doing that today. Um, we don't have aircraft that can fly into the stratosphere, that can, that can fly high enough and deliver a useful payload. Keep Dr. Douglas McMartin's statements in mind as the WBAI radio host continues the questioning. McMartin stated you can't get an aircraft with a payload into the stratosphere. Let's see how that point goes for him. Listen closely. Vast number of Doug, can we just, Doug, can we just stop right there before we go on to the other yeah. uh, elements? Um, I would want Dane to respond to this uh, specifically. So, um, Dane, as you heard, Professor McMartin does not believe uh, that it's going on because we do not have the aircraft and the technology uh, to release the uh, necessary aerosols to reflect the uh, sunlight back into uh, space. What are your thoughts on that? Mr. McMartin, I, I, I understand you to say that aircraft can't, we don't have aircraft that can fly into the stratosphere. Is that correct? We don't have aircraft that can fly into the stratosphere and deliver a useful payload. How high is the stratosphere? Um, Where does it start? So I, should be a little more, I should be a little more precise. If you wanted to actually reflect uh, light, the reason that we talk about putting things in the stratosphere is that we're really interested in no, that's not my part question. of the atmosphere. 
Right. I, I have another question. Let I, me I don't want to use my time on that. How, let me finish. How high is the stratosphere? Let me let me fill in that blank because we have scientific data to show that the stratosphere in the polar regions, especially, is as low as twenty three thousand feet. We have PC one thirty fives that at that altitude can carry a hundred tons of material. Uh, are you so, denying that a hundred tons of material wouldn't affect uh, the climate? And so, again, so, if you if you're claiming that planes or aircraft can't fly into the stratosphere, even at the mid latitudes, a stratospheric altitude can start at thirty three thousand feet. All forms so, of jet aircraft can reach those altitudes. So I I, I don't Dane, think what you're saying holds any water, Doug. Dane, Dane if you allow me to finish my sentence, the well, you, reason well, I, you talk I, about, it was my turn to talk, and I don't simply ask you one question. So go ahead. So so the answer to your question is that you need to get material up to at least sixty to seventy thousand feet. Okay, you're changing, you, you said into the stratosphere, and what you stated was not uh, mathematically correct, so now you're, you're actually picking an altitude that is, is uh, not just the start of the stratosphere, but much, much higher. So, like, again, what you stated initially, Doug, was we, we couldn't do anything. You knew nothing was happening with climate engineering because we didn't have the capability to reach the stratosphere, and I'm saying that is simply not true. Again, the title of Dr. Douglas McMartin's report from last week is Scientists Evaluate Earth Cooling Strategies with Geoengineering Simulations. The title to the exchange between myself and Dr. McMartin can be found online, titled Debating the Geoengineering Reality, Dane Wigington and Caltech Scientist Douglas McMartin. The entire 30-page legal action against Dr. Douglas McMartin can be reviewed from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. If our appeal to the Ninth Circuit Court is successful, we will have made a giant leap forward in this fight. But what steps are the global controllers trying to take to keep people like me from telling the truth in the first place? Consider this headline. World Economic Forum proposes globalized plan to police online content using artificial intelligence. From the report, warning about a dark world of online harms that must be addressed. The World Economic Forum published an article calling for, quote, a solution to, quote, online abuse that would be powered by artificial intelligence, AI, and human intelligence. The proposal calls for a system based on AI that would automate the censorship of, quote, misinformation. What does misinformation mean? Anything that disputes the official narrative, the official propaganda. George Orwell's 1984 is now. I'll get back to breaking biosphere collapse reports in a moment. But first, a few snapshots of the finally being exposed controller response to unfolding and accelerating environmental collapse, i.e., CV-19 and its treatment. Listen carefully to the following compilation of recent COVID vaccination death and injury statements, every single one of them from mainstream media TV in Australia, in their own voice. The light's beginning to shine. Here it is. A woman from New South Wales has died after taking the AstraZeneca vaccine. An 18-year-old health worker has developed blood clots after getting her COVID vaccine. An elderly woman has died in what's believed to be South Australia's first case of fatal blood clotting caused by the AstraZeneca COVID vaccine. A Queensland man is in intensive care tonight, suffering a blood clot after receiving his AstraZeneca vaccine. He's one of five similar cases around the country. Six new cases of blood clots have been officially linked 
to the AstraZeneca vaccine. Three more cases of blood clots have been linked to the AstraZeneca vaccine, including one case in an 80-year-old man. 53-year-old South Australian man is tonight gravely ill in intensive care after suffering a blood clot linked to the AstraZeneca vaccine. In breaking news, a Central Coast woman has died after receiving a COVID vaccine. The head of the Therapeutic Goods Administration is calling for calm following the deaths of two people in our state who received the COVID vaccine. Concerns around the safety of the AstraZeneca vaccine have been realised here in Australia, with medical experts confirming the death of a Central Coast woman is likely linked to the jab. A major medical investigation is underway tonight over whether a local man suffered blood clots as a result of getting the Pfizer vaccine. Australians are being urged not to jump to conclusions over the death of a woman from blood clots after receiving the COVID vaccine. Tonight, 7 News can reveal another similar death is also being investigated. The authorities in Norway are investigating the deaths of at least 33 elderly Norwegians who received Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine. In the nation's medical regulator has revealed seven new cases of blood clots linked to the AstraZeneca vaccine. A Launceston family is pleading for help after their teenage daughter fell ill after receiving the Pfizer vaccine. Faith Ransett has been in and out of hospital and suffers almost daily ticks after experiencing what a leading doctor admits was an adverse reaction to the vaccine. It's estimated 79,000 people have suffered adverse reactions to vaccines. For the record, that figure of 79,000 was just for the Australian population. The VAERS database vaccine adverse event recording system in the U.S. figures well over a million for adverse reactions. The Endura Vigilance vaccine reaction database in Europe, much higher still. Deaths and injuries into the tens of thousands, injuries into the hundreds of thousands, staggering data that we are not being told by our mainstream media that simply spits out the endless scripted political theater day after day after day. Next, this last week from numerous mainstream sources, Fox News commentator Dan Bongino stated this, quote, getting the vaccine is the greatest regret of my life, end quote. Next headline from childrenshealthdefense.org, Fauci not telling it like it is. That's from the chair of the COVID-19 commission. He told that to Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Next headline, also chd.org, toxic metallic compounds found in all COVID vaccine samples analyzed by German scientists. That doesn't sound good, does it? Next headline, also from chd.org, company linked to CIA now making mRNA for Moderna's reformulated COVID booster shots. From that report, since last year, messenger RNA for Moderna's COVID-19 vaccines, including its recent reformulated Omicron booster, has been exclusively manufactured by National Resilience, a little-known company with significant ties to U.S. intelligence. They then state that vaccine candidate has never been previously approved and has not been the subject of independent study. The MHRA approved the vaccine based on a single incomplete human trial currently being conducted by Moderna themselves. The company promoted incomplete data from that trial in company press releases in June and July. The study has yet to be published in a medical journal or a peer-reviewed journal. No concerns have been raised by any regulatory agency, including the MHRA, regarding Moderna's past history of engaging in suspect and likely illegal activity in past product trials, including for its original COVID-19 vaccine. The approval comes shortly before 
Several Western countries, including the UK, plan to conduct a massive COVID-19 booster vaccine campaign this fall. What a surprise. The criminally insane are running the entire asylum. Time to wake up to the real-life nightmare we find ourselves in. Another from CHD.org, one of the few institutions that will cover data that mainstream media won't touch. Moderna rolls out untested, quote, bivalent vaccine for COVID strains that are no longer even circulating. The UK last week became the first country to approve Moderna's new bivalent COVID-19 booster containing mRNA that codes for the original Wuhan strain of spike protein and the Omicron BAI subvariant, both of which are no longer even circulating. Why would they then push that vaccine? Here's another puzzle piece headline from last week from MSN.com. Quote, is climate change impacting the spread of viruses, including COVID-19 and monkeypox? This is a new study that is linking the climate crisis our world is facing to the worsening spread of diseases. The report states there have been seven public health emergencies of international concern in the last 15 years. According to the World Health Organization, they say drought, rising temperatures, and even fires. The impacts from climate change can increase cases, making diseases more severe and even give us less chance to cope, according to the new study. They say when animals and insects are impacted by different climate factors, that's when the diseases that reside within them spread to us first. We know that the COVID-19 gain-of-function characteristic was engineered in labs in Wuhan and Chapel Hill, North, North Carolina, and that is proven by a peer-reviewed science study published in the journal Nature all the way back in 2015. There's no debate. And now this article from MSN.com is stating that monkeypox is going to be spread by climate change. They state people are urged to get vaccinated against monkeypox as supply opens up. Yes, blame it on the collapsing climate. And of course, no mention of the constant parade of jets dispersing known and unknown toxic substances into our skies. What's in the mix? How can we know? But consider this. As previously stated on this broadcast, former Department of Defense scientist Dr. Ken Caldera stated on the record that one of his tasks for the Department of Defense was to design ways of spraying pathogens into clouds to infect the populations below. How do I know he said it? Because geoengineeringwatch.org owns the audio recording of it. It can be found on our site. But if you try to post such damning data online, prepare for blowback. The thought police are preparing. This headline, UN recruited over 100,000 digital, quote, first responders to push establishment COVID narrative. Melissa Fleming, head of global communications for the United Nations, explains how the COVID pandemic and lockdowns created, quote, a communications crisis, end quote, in addition to a public health emergency. Fleming acknowledged that in order to fight so-called misinformation about the pandemic, the UN tapped up to 110,000 people to amplify their message across social media. So far, they say we've recruited 110,000 information volunteers and we equip these information volunteers with the kind of knowledge about how misinformation spreads and ask them to serve as a kind of, quote, digital first responder in those spaces where misinformation travels, i.e. anything that disputes the official narrative. The report then states this, scientists in the UK working as advisors for the government admitted using what they later conceded to be, quote, unethical and, quote, totalitarian methods of instilling fear in the population in order to control behavior during the pandemic. What a surprise. Let's add this headline from last week. 
promising a full investigation of Fauci. Senators demand the National Institute of Health and the Human Health Services preserve all related documents and communications. Let's see how far that gets. In the meantime, from CNN, Dr. Anthony Fauci is stepping down. I wonder why. Has his part in the global controller orchestrated mayhem been completed? Has Fauci accomplished his mission? And what was the actual objective? Not a hard blank to fill in for any that don't have their eyes wide shut. You're listening to the weekly bad news broadcast, the global alert news hour, the end of the world as we know it broadcast, commercial free, non-political and covering the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. This broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org and is now aired on numerous AM and FM stations in numerous regions throughout the U.S. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Please check the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our YouTube channel and posts of this report and other breaking issues. We hope you will subscribe to our YouTube channel, click the bell to get notifications of our new videos. Likes, comments, and sharing helps us to get this broadcast out to new listeners. Also, our groundbreaking documentary exposing global climate engineering operations titled The Dimming, available to view for free on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Please help us to expand our voice, and in doing so, help us to more effectively sound the alarm. Again, our website, geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited source in the world on the subject of covert climate engineering operations. Back to biosphere collapse. From thedailycoast.com, a deadly marine heat wave is taking up almost the entirety of the North Pacific. What don't we hear on the mainstream media weapon of mass distraction? Stories like this. Why is that heat wave taking place over the oceans? The report states, quote, theories are more ominous with the return of a North Pacific blocking high pressure system that keeps storms from reaching California. Yes, the ionosphere heater created high-pressure heat domes over the North Pacific. That's baking the ocean and blocking California's rain. If you don't know what an ionosphere heater transmission facility is, please do some research. There are dozens around the world. They work together. Search for an image of HARP in Alaska. That's H-A-A-R-P. That's a start. This is a weapon of mass destruction, nothing less. Planet Earth is under siege, and it's not just the criminally insane controllers. It's far too many in the general population that so far want nothing to do with any information that conflicts with their programming. This must change soon, or we have no chance. Next headline from last week. Fast warming, ailing Mediterranean Sea may be a sign of things to come. No could, may, might is. From that report, climate scientists are warning of dire consequences for its marine life as it burns up in a series of severe heat waves. Inside climate news from last week, it's happened before. Paleoclimactic study shows warming oceans could lead to a spike in seabed methane emissions. No could, no may, no might. It's happening. Geoengineeringwatch.org has been sounding the alarm about this for 15 plus years. Entire length of our existence. Again, too late. It's already unfolding. Shallow deposits of frozen methane beneath oceans, they say, may be more vulnerable to thawing than previously known. How many times have I brought this to light? Oh, gee, it's way worse than we thought. Exactly as GeoengineeringWatch.org again has stated for so many years. And to understand this, never at this speed has this happened on our planet and we've done it in a hundred years, the geologic blink of an eye. So again, no, it hasn't happened before. We're in a runaway event 
unprecedented in Earth's geologic history. On top of all that, let's add the total desperation of the global controllers to this equation. The horizon looks dark indeed. Can even more technology save the day? How's that going so far? From Bloomberg.com last week, threats of blackouts drive Japan to embrace nuclear again. They say the nation explores building next-generation nuclear power plants, seven more reactors being eyed for restarts in 2023. That's the key part. I'll get to that in a moment. From Nuclear Engineering Magazine, this parallel report, Japan commits to nuclear revival. The Japanese administration aims to secure electric power in the medium to long term with a plan to restart up to 17 nuclear plants. Let's summarize the situation. We already have a triple nuclear meltdown in Fukushima. They're dumping millions of tons of radioactive water into the Pacific. There's no technology to fix Fukushima, no end in sight. And now they're going to put 17 worn out, formerly decommissioned reactors back online. Just when you thought the insanity couldn't get any worse, the controllers are always ready and willing to double down on their insanity. And unfortunately, so much of the population is all too willing to go along for the ride. Next, this last week, also from Bloomberg, a tsunami of shutoffs. 20 million U.S. homes are behind on energy bills. Surging electricity prices spur worst ever crisis in late utility payments. We're going to fire up some worn out reactors here, too, to take care of that problem. More on biosphere collapse and climate engineering from the Washington Post last week. Five 1,000-year rain events have struck the U.S. in five weeks. Wait, oops. Since this report was published, it's now 6,000-year flood events in five weeks. Why? And then there is the long and growing list of once-in-a-thousand-year droughts that are popping up all over the world. Consider and remember climate engineering, a.k.a. weather warfare, the hallmark of drought and deluge scenarios. I've said it over and over and over for how many years, and it's now manifesting by the day. From many mainstream sources, this, Alaska snow crabs have disappeared. Where they went is a mystery. Report says marine biologists and people in the fishing industry fear the fast and unexpected crash of this luxury seafood. The item is a harbinger, a reminder of how quickly fisheries can be wiped out in this new volatile world. For the record, the world's oceans are dying by the day, along with every living thing that resides there. It starts with the destruction of the ozone layer. The core cause is climate engineering, which includes radio frequency microwave transmissions. Extreme UV radiation is now bombarding the planet, including our seas. This is annihilating global plankton populations, the base of the food chain in the seas. Next, the superheating seas are deoxygenating and stratifying, a.k.a. Canfield Ocean. When the oceans die, we will die. If the onslaught of human damage to the planet is not brought to an end, starting with stopping the global climate intervention insanity, near-term planetary omnicide will be our next destination. About that disintegrating ozone layer, here's a headline excerpt from last week. Quote, There is increasing evidence to suggest the ozone hole is recovering slower than expected. What a gross understatement. It's collapsing. Can't hide it for much longer. Climate engineering, again, core causal factor on that equation. Next headline. Study shows 90% of marine species at risk of extinction by, they say, 2100 if greenhouse gas emissions are not curbed. We have fisheries already shut down around the globe. We have 90% of the pelagic fish populations around the globe, the food fish, gone. 2100? 
What delusion are these people living in? And it's astounding how even if that was true, that's shocking enough. But the fact is it's here now. It's not off at the start of the next century. And headlines like this only designed to pacify populations, to encourage them to pursue their personal pleasures until the moment of impact. And there are far too many willing to do that. Let's hope that changes. From the LA Times, this sick sea lions spotted along Ventura County coast. From that report, sea lions are being poisoned by a toxin found in plankton, and reports of the sick animals being spotted along Ventura County coast are skyrocketing, according to animal rescue organizations. I wonder why the plankton is so toxic, because you use the ocean for a toxic waste bin, dumping half a million barrels of DDT off the coast of LA. And ocean iron fertilization, a part of geoengineering, we don't know the totality of toxins they're dumping with those programs. Is it any wonder that these animals are sick and dying? In fact, it's a wonder any of them are alive at all. The death of the sea lions so breaks my heart. The die-off of the formerly thriving kelp forest as well. And all that once lived there. And I spent so many years free diving with the sea lions, alone and in solitude, at the Channel Islands. And they would come within inches of my mask. They would tap me with their fins. They were my friends. And even now, so few have or even want a clue about what's unfolding. But when the food shelves are empty and the Mad Max scenario hits home, as it already is in numerous other countries around the world, there will be no choice but to wake up. Next headline, last week, a horrifying drought is causing widespread crop failures throughout the United States and Europe. Next headline, China warns of, quote, severe threat to harvest from worst heat wave on record. Next headline, also last week, its largest lake is so dry, China digs deep to water crops. Let's rewind right now. Flashback article from businessinsider.com posted over a year ago. China is massively expanding its weather modification program, saying it will be able to cover half the country in artificial rain and snow by 2025. All smoke and mirrors. China has been neck deep in climate engineering for decades, just like the by far biggest player of all, the U.S. military. All major powers are colluding and cooperating on climate intervention operations from behind the curtain, along with the other C-word problem that we can't mention. So, if they have been at it for so long, why is the weather becoming so destructive and dire? Exactly. Connect the dots. Those that still think the global controllers are here to protect and preserve their health and welfare and that of their posterity, time to wake up while you still can. Let's keep going. Last week, this headline shocked. U.S. crop tour reveals drought-stricken cornfields. Next headline, drought threatens U.S. wheat harvest, deepening global supply challenges. Next headline, bad weather is damaging crop planting prospects for South Dakota farmers. Next headline, potato prices surge as Idaho crop yields drop due to heat wave. Next headline, Nebraska crop corn yields drop as extreme heat affects U.S. corn belts. These are only headline samples, and beyond all this, there is, of course, the dying of the trees. No trees, no people. Last week from the Washington Post, this, as many as one in six U.S. tree species is threatened with extinction. This report says some 100 native tree species could die out amid an onslaught of invasive insects, a surge in deadly diseases, and the all-encompassing peril of climate change. Let's make this clear. The single biggest causal factor behind tree die-off around the world is 
climate engineering. That is not a denial of all the sources of human damage to the planet. Where would I start? It would take days. But climate engineering, the intentional and toxic intervention in Earth's life support systems is wreaking havoc to a degree that can scarcely be comprehended. We can't know how miraculous the planet's life support response might be if climate engineering could be exposed and brought to a complete halt. Climate engineering destroying the ozone layer that's frying the trees from the top down, toxifying every single drop of rain that hits the soil, killing soil microbiome, killing roots, killing the trees from the bottom up, from the top down, cutting off moisture. And we have the so-called experts blaming anything and everything but climate engineering. These experts are a criminal part of the climate engineering cover-up, and they need to be held accountable when this issue is exposed, legally and morally, by a justifiably outraged population that one can only imagine if they knew what was going on and knew the degree to which they'd been lied to by the so-called experts in every arena. Would they not then seek out those experts with their proverbial pitchforks and torches? I don't know. But I do know we need to expose this issue and every single individual involved with it and involved with hiding the crimes, which makes them a part of the crime. Moving on, let's continue with the same theme of climate engineering cover-up. What happened to hurricane season? Here's a quote from the Weather Channel last week. For reasons we don't understand, there's no hurricanes. The weather makers can make or break hurricanes. No surprise. They've been at it since Project Cirrus was started by the U.S. military all the way back in 1947. Search geoengineeringwatch.org Hurricane Harvey. For a sample of what the climate engineers can do, search geoengineeringwatch.org hurricanes to learn more. The weather makers control the spigot. Don't forget that. And they've had this technology for decades. The hallmark of climate intervention operations are drought deluge scenarios. On that same theme, in fact, with the same verbiage, this headline from last week, multiple sources, Texas from record drought to record deluge. Next headline, same theme, weather whiplash, summer lurches from drought to flood. The report then says this, quote, sound familiar? It should. The Dallas region is just the latest drought suffering but flooded locale during a summer of extreme weather whiplash, likely fueled, they say, by human-caused climate change. Parts of the world are lurching from drought to deluge. Now, this is a direct result of climate intervention operations. Again, that is not a denial of anthropogenic damage to the planet. It is to say this, that once the system is tainted, the entire system is tainted. Nothing can be considered natural at that point. And we can see in these specific events the involvement of climate engineering aircraft and satellite imagery. And yet the whole of the so-called climate science community pretending it isn't happening. This is criminal. They need to be held accountable for their part in the criminal cover-up, legally and morally. Next headline, The Guardian, flash floods wreak havoc in U.S. Southwest. Next headline, torrential rains prompt flash flood emergency in Jackson, Mississippi. That was, again, yet another once-in-1,000-year flood event. They say people resorted to standing on top of cars after up to eight inches of rain led to life-threatening flood event. So many catastrophic flash floods near the Gulf Coast, but no Gulf of Mexico hurricanes. No hurricanes yet this season for the U.S., and we're almost at the peak of the season. This is in spite of record warm ocean temperatures in the Gulf of Mexico and the Atlantic. Are the climate engineers trying to avoid damage to their oil drilling platforms in the Gulf? Who can say? But the fact that they are killing every single 
spin that develops there. And they have that technology from multiple levels. They have this. They can aerosolize that forming convection. They can use a high-pressure heat dome to completely squash it back to the surface. These technologies are real, and they exist. And I encourage people to search geoengineeringwatch.org hurricanes and review those reports with actual recordings of the radio frequency microwave transmissions that held cyclones like Hurricane Harvey in place for days, exactly as the weather forecasting script readers said would happen. And that's exactly what was scheduled by the weather makers. That's how it works. For those that are new to this broadcast, there is an illegal federal gag order on all National Weather Service and all National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration employees, the nation's weathermen. They get their weather scripts from Raytheon, private defense contractor and geoengineering contractor, Raytheon and Lockheed Martin. So they are literally reading scripts that go all the way down to the local meteorologists. They're not forecasting. They're script reading. More engineered drought deluge scenarios. This headline from last week, body of female hiker found after flash floods overwhelm Utah Park. I think that's Zion National Park there. Let's keep going. There's more. Many continue to die in Afghanistan and Pakistan. They have both gone from record drought to record deluges. This headline, Pakistan appeals for international assistance after flash floods. In Afghanistan, on top of the deadly flooding, there is this. Emergency in Afghanistan. There are millions of people in Afghanistan counting on the World Food Program for food. Conflict in Afghanistan is forcing millions to the brink of starvation, and now we have this on top of it. How much pain will Western powers, including the U.S. military, inflict on these countries? And we know they're doing this. We have the leaders of countries like Iran that's never invaded anybody. For 240 years, whatever finger-pointing happens toward Iran, they have not invaded anybody for 240 years. In the last 100, U.S. military has invaded, occupied, and or destabilized about 100 countries. Who's the aggressor? But we have the leaders of Iran on the floor of the U.N. after 9-11 stating that NATO was cutting off their precipitation. Happened to every single country that was targeted after 9-11. Just a coincidence? Don't think so. Last week from PBS, South Sudan faces growing food crisis as millions go hungry. Record-breaking drought continues to scorch wide swaths of sub-Saharan Africa, from Somalia to the east to Niger in the west. Humanitarian groups say tens of millions are going hungry. Nearly two-thirds of the population face acute hunger. Now let's add this to the equation from last week. Deadly flooding brings destruction to Sudan. What a surprise. Drought to deluge and back again and again and again. Next headline from last week. Boiling heat and no water. Taps run dry in Iraq. Just went over that one, didn't we? And only months ago, this headline from Iraq. Torrential rain causes deadly flash floods. Climate engineering, drought, deluge, all connected, all inseparable. Is biblical scale flooding now being scheduled? For California. I'll get to that in a moment. First, you're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the Bad News Broadcast, installment number 368, August 27th, 2022. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is being brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Hour is now broadcast on AM and FM stations in Florida, Texas, two stations in San Francisco, 
Two stations in Northern California, Sacramento, San Diego, two Colorado stations, including Denver, Portland, Phoenix, Pittsburgh, Santa Cruz, Tucson, Arizona, San Bernardino, California, Las Vegas, Washington State, Alabama, New York State, and more to come. If all goes as planned, geoengineeringwatch.org wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and our voice in this desperate last hour effort to sound the alarm. In regard to sounding the alarm, please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to The Dimming by email directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube of The Dimming or Global Alert News or any other geoengineeringwatch.org video on YouTube, Please subscribe, share, and comment, all of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience and about reaching those that still aren't looking up. Geoengineeringwatch.org awareness raising materials can be found on our homepage. Our only goal is to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward. There are very high quality printed materials and just added climate engineering conversation starters are new geoengineeringwatch.org shirts, scannable business cards, and bumper stickers. All effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue. Doing so is the first and most important leap we can make toward getting the as-of-yet uninformed to start looking up. Waking the masses to the climate engineering onslaught is the great imperative of our time. If we can expose it, we can stop it from the inside out. As we awaken our military brothers and sisters to what they are participating in, i.e. their own demise and ours. Bouncing back to biosphere collapse about the ongoing engineered drought disaster zone in California. What do the weather terrorists have scheduled for us next? Consider the following headlines. First from CNN. A disastrous mega flood is coming to California, experts say, and it could be the most costly natural disaster ever. Next from CBS News. A disastrous mega flood could bring more than eight feet of water to parts of California. Next from NBC News. Climate change is increasing the chance of a California, quote, mega flood, experts warn. And this from CBS News. A disastrous mega flood could bring many feet of water to the Golden State. They all seem to be reading the same script, don't they? Whatever the weather terrorists may have scheduled for the U.S. West, here's what's happening now. From MSN.com, Pacific Northwest heat waves are going to get continually worse, model shows. And we know where those models come from, don't we? Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, private defense contractors that are neck deep in climate engineering patents and operations. Next, a very concerning parallel headline on the ionosphere heater-induced high-pressure zone over the northeastern Pacific that's wreaking havoc on the oceans. Here's the headline. A deadly marine heat wave is taking up almost the entirety of the North Pacific. Covered part of that in the beginning of this broadcast from this report. Of great interest currently is a rapid heat up of the sea surface temperatures off the California coast and across almost the entire North Pacific. The reemergence of a warm water, quote, blob... The name they have given it, the report states this is not only unusual during the current La Nina conditions, but it has rapidly reached levels rarely seen. Now, let me correct that, never seen. It's worse than ever. This is directly related to what they're trying to do in the Arctic. This whole system is so interconnected. I'll get to more of that in a moment. Next, from DefenseOne.com, this side note, quote, last week, We need to own the heat the way we now own the night. 
Pentagon climate expert says. The report states tactical cooling vests and other adaptations will be needed as dangerous temperatures arrive on training ranges and in combat zones. This is the delusion of the human race, the military-industrial complex. We're on Venus syndrome. Those tactical vests aren't going to do much when the surface temperatures reach hundreds of degrees Fahrenheit. And that's exactly what happened to Venus. Venus isn't 900 degrees in the ground because it's so close to the sun. It would only be 20 degrees warmer than Earth's pre-industrial temperatures, which we are a considerable distance closer to now. What Venus should be if it weren't for the runaway greenhouse effect that happened on Venus. If you want to know more about this, and we are on this track, search geoengineeringwatch.org Venus syndrome and then ask yourself how much the tactical cooling vests are going to matter at that point. We must collectively change course and try to save the planet's remaining life support systems or we die. Very simple. Keep that in mind. Next headline from MSN.com. California's timber industry wants boots on the ground this fire season. From that report, as California confronts peak wildfire season with fewer firefighters than usual, the state's timber industry is pushing federal and state officials to take the unprecedented step of calling in the National Guard and U.S. military. Here's a footnote on that report. I first met with Sierra Pacific Industries, largest logging company in the world. I met with their executives a decade and a half ago to warn them about climate engineering. They laughed it off. They're not laughing anymore. Frying the northwestern U.S. and keeping much of the eastern and southern U.S. cooler and wetter, often deluged. Though some flash drought is now being inflicted on the northeast. Northern California is like living in hell still. Temperatures about 20 degrees above normal, often day and night. Night times don't cool off. I'm in a forest on the east side of Lake Shasta. It's like living in Death Valley. In 2007, the climate engineers established a pattern to manipulate a constant ridge of high pressure off the North American West Coast. I just covered that a few moments ago in this broadcast. Diverting upper-level winds and rain around the now-parched and dying state of California. This allows the weather makers to have a moisture flow for regions farther north and east, which they can and are chemical ice nucleating to create short-term toxic surface cooldowns. Search the engineering winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more about these patented processes. The geoengineers are using sea surface ice nucleation dumps to mask the true severity of sea ice melt in the Arctic. It's not speculation, but proven by satellite images posted at geoengineeringwatch.org. The ongoing attempt of the climate engineers to hide what's unfolding in the Arctic is only making it worse, not better. What a surprise. The big pharma mentality for planet Earth. A toxic treatment for the symptom that ends up killing the host. Moving on, more headlines, same theme. Engineered Earth under siege. This headline from last week. Forest wildfires rage in Russia's Ryazan region. Next headline. Same subject, thick smog covers Moscow as hundreds of firefighters battle blazes in Rezon region. Next, from Reuters.com, Putin says forest fires could worsen in European Russia and the Far East. He would know, wouldn't he? All major powers colluding and cooperating on climate engineering. All governments around the globe either actively or passively participating. We know we have a U.S. military document using forest fires as a weapon posted at geoengineeringwatch.org in its entirety. This rabbit hole goes very, very deep. There are many agendas playing out. All of it boils down to this. The planet is broken. The climate is broken. Climate engineering operations continue to make it worse by the day. 
Power structures are desperate, and they all are for their own reasons, working together toward many agendas, none of them beneficial for populations. Keep that in mind. And the bottom line on that point is this. The broken planet can no longer support the human race, and those in power know it. What do you think they're going to do? Moving on, more headlines. Massive rainfall hits Paris, flooding several metro stations. That's after the record drought, record heat, and record wildfires there. Drought deluge scenarios, climate engineering. From BBC, UK drought. Why do the trees think it's autumn already? Trees are being annihilated. Soils being poisoned from the climate engineering fallout. UVs frying the leaves, not being disclosed. Ozone layer collapse, not being disclosed. We are being lied to on every front by the so-called experts. More headlines. China cuts power to factories, homes, as reservoirs fall. From DWTV in Germany, heat waves and drought cause power cuts in China. From Yahoo News, China is seeding clouds to replenish its shrinking Yangtze River. How's that layer after layer of tech that's interfering with nature working out? Maybe the next headline from Al Jazeera will give us an idea. Here it is. China issues first national drought alert, battles to save crops. An estimated 66 rivers across 34 counties in southwestern China have dried up. Doesn't seem like that weather mod is working out too well, does it? Next headline, power cuts and sleepless nights in China's record heat wave. It goes on and on and on all over the world, and this is just the beginning. Unless or until weather warfare is included in the conversation from all sources, the conversation isn't legitimate. And I am perplexed, puzzled, and troubled that I keep hearing this from even so-called alt-media truth-tellers. Climate change is just a natural cycle. It's completely irrational. Even if we pretended that there was no other source of human damage to the planet, which, again, completely irrational. We have laid waste to planet Earth in the geologic blink of an eye, but even if we pretended that there was no other damage being inflicted on the planet except climate engineering, that's still a human activity, isn't it? That's still a human-caused problem. What's natural about that? Nothing. As I've mentioned on so many broadcasts, it would be like finding a body that had been run over, burnt, beaten, stabbed, shot, and claiming they died of a heart attack. It's not a rational argument. We have species going extinct right now that have been around for hundreds of millions of years, and not just a few of them. The current species extinction rate on this planet, we're losing two to 300 species a day to extinction. That's 15 thousand times the background rate. That's a million and a half percent of normal. There is nothing normal about that. We are in completely uncharted territory, geologically speaking, in Earth's entire history. We need to tell the whole truth, all of it. It's complex. It's not simple. It's not a this or that equation. And too many people are burning bridges by this type of narrative, pretending there's nothing wrong with the planet and we can keep looting, plundering, pillaging, and polluting forever. That's not reality. This is reality. The planet is horrifically damaged from countless sources of human activity, with climate engineering being at the top of the list. And that's saying a lot, because we have been horrific stewards of this planet. And as everyone points their fingers at the global controllers, as they should, the human race needs to take a good long look in the mirror as well, because the global controllers could not do what they do without the active or passive support of the majority population. That includes our military brothers and sisters doing whatever they're told. They need to start following their oath to protect their citizens from all threats, foreign and domestic. The military-industrial complex is a completely out-of-control cancer that will kill us all if it's not stopped soon.
and more tech won't save us. Listen to this. One final note of total insanity from the human race. From the UK Guardian. Wind turbine blades could be recycled into gummy bears, scientists say. Yeah, you heard that right. Gummy bears. From that report, the next generation of wind turbine blades could be recycled into gummy bears at the end of their service, scientists have said. Wind power is one of the dominant forms of renewable energy. However, turbine blades, usually made of fiberglass, can be as long as half a football field and can cause problems with disposal. You think they're filling up landfills everywhere. The report continues to combat the waste. Researchers designed a new form of resin, digesting the resin in an alkaline solution produced potassium lactate, which can be purified and made into sweets and sports drinks. You can't make this stuff up. Welcome to the planetary asylum. Here's an inarguable statement from Carl Jung. Much of the evil in the world is due to the fact that man is hopelessly unconscious. Hard to argue that one, isn't it? Whatever you think about you. Those that can't find or refuse to search for a deeper sense of meaning and purpose beyond their own self-interest resort to distracting themselves with the pursuit of personal pleasures. Is there foundational meaning in such a life? I think not. The human race has become a lethal and self-annihilating combination of technology, tyranny, and total apathy. To those that have, in spite of the odds, managed to awaken from a life of societal programming, thank you for your courage. To fully awaken in this ever-darkening world is no small accomplishment. Unshakable confidence, strength, and solace exists in doing what you know is right because it's right, regardless of resistance from others, regardless of rejection from others, including family and friends. As the proverb goes, to thine own self be true. Our will is the only God-given possession that we can truly call our own. It can't be taken, ever. It can only be abandoned. Guarding our morality, our honor, our virtue is not just an option. It's an absolute obligation to our maker, to our children, and to the entire web of life. Many times I've been told by the willfully asleep that they're not interested in, quote, my cause. My response, I ask them if they need clean air, clean water, a functional atmosphere, a hydrological cycle that works, summary, a functional life-supporting planet, and fighting to stop the climate engineering weather assault, which holds life on Earth in the balance. Is that just my cause? No, it's our cause, all of us. Plant the seed and move on. The responsibility is then on them. It's up to us to expose the truth in spite of the mainstream media theater of political propaganda pushing puppets. To move this fight forward, we must make our stand on credible, fact-based conclusions. Help us send the dimming documentary link to media, environmental groups, farm, ag groups, so-called elected officials, anywhere and everywhere we can. America, Europe, Africa, South America, Australia, everywhere. Geoengineering Watch awareness raising materials can also be used to most effectively open the door to awareness. The sand in the hourglass is running down by the day. The global controllers are now more desperate and dangerous than ever before. It's up to us to pull back the curtain and expose the truth. If we can reach a critical mass of awareness, we have a chance of at least buying time, and that's worth fighting for. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn how you can help to move this fight forward. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Until next week, this is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org.